This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by rock sponsor Subsplash. Subsplash is a technology company that provides software solutions for churches and nonprofit organizations. Connect with Subsplash today at rockrms.com slash sponsors. Welcome to this edition of Rockcast, the podcast that explores the intersection of technology, ministry, and community with Rock RMS. I'm Emily Foreman, and together we have John Edmiston and Nick Erdo, and we are going to talk about rock. This is a special Christmas carol edition too, right? Oh, yes. And so you'll be singing what again? Little Drummer Boy? I mean, we always go ladies first. (laughs) No. Oh. Don't you have a choir background? Oh. As a... As a child, yes. Excellent. Mm-hmm. My voice changed. Well, then this will Not be for really the exciting. <laughs> Not for the better. Falsetto Christmas Carols by John Edmiston. Mm-hmm. No? Christmas was always a very odd time for me because we are always, like literally every night, we were going to some country club or high-end gala to, to sing, like literally every night. Oh. So, some, And on the weekends, like sometimes we'd have three in a day. We had to go from one place across town. It was pretty crazy. I always wondered why you wore your Christmas suits all month. It's habit from Christmas childhood. Suits. Yeah, to the uh, office. Oh no, we are. We had we had to do choir robes. Choir robes. Traditional boys' choir. Mm. So very yes. interesting. I think we should talk about rock. Probably better topic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great, Nick. Where are we at? What's what's happening? I can tell you what's been happening with version sixteen one. We are at the tail end of alpha testing. We've had um, two rounds, um, and we've been fixing some issues as, as they've gotten reported. And uh, we just last week heard of an issue. It was an issue caused by a change at Mailgun. They made a service change, deprecated. We all knew they were deprecating their legacy API keys and or things. But unbeknownst to us, they put in a, um, a second key. So Rock's component doesn't have a spot for um, two keys. So if you're using the mailgun component, we would say, you know, if you don't change anything, you're fine. But if, you, if you're if you a new customer of mailgun, then you're gonna need uh, either 16.1, 14.4, or 15.4 coming soon. So th- those are the next ups. Okay. 14.4, version 14.4, and 15.4, we're going to be moving those to through a rapid alpha and, and beta. And so we're doing that so that if you're on any one of those versions, you're safe. <clears throat> so we technically could just do it in 16.1, but we wanted to be kind for those who are maybe not caught up yet and make sure that they could all have a plan that didn't require a 16 upgrade. Yeah, and and, and that's what we do. You know, It's harder to do it that way, but that's why sure. we have three simultaneous releases that sometimes happen like this for kind of emergency patches. Now, luckily, 16.1 was we were able to get this into 16.1, so there won't be like another, like yeah. a 16.2 for just that. Thank goodness for one of our developers who was working with his own church in getting Rock going, and he's the one who actually noticed yeah. it and and helped get the fix in. So yep. it's great when when your when your own team is so like um, in tune, <laughs> in tune, but also like just so passionate about what they work on that you know they're evangelizing their own church in the use of technology. And, um, you know, I don't think you see that in a lot of other industries, I guess, you know, 
True. And, and he came into my office. It was either Thursday or Friday. He's like, I think, I think we, there's an issue. And I'm like, really? We talked about it. And then he confirmed. He, he said, yeah, I, I, I found the spot. You know, this is what we need to do. And I said, man, what luck. And he knew what I meant when I said that. He's like, yeah, it is not luck. Like, yes. It's, it's a gift from God when it, these things happen. Like we just, because Get Mailgun didn't, didn't send out any notice, and no. you even did some research into the blog posts and right. And I found a, a mention of some changes, but it didn't. It did not spell out the change they actually appeared. I mean, they didn't appear to have made it. It you can look at the documentation that we have and compare it to what it looks like now. They definitely changed it. So yeah, which is definitely rare. I mean, like Twilio, Mailgun, a lot of those. We get a lot of those alerts, and mm-hmm. that one certainly was not. Yeah communicated and which i kind of wonder like all their other clients what the what are they doing but yeah we can't be the only ones in that situation so no we'll see what happens i mean again we stumbled on it through um, the developer who was working with his church and they were just getting rock started um and then coincidentally another person in the community found it reported it on github i think it was yesterday morning and uh so anyhow that's that's what's coming but if I can do a quick year-end review. Great. Because again, what, what did we do all year? Well, we did three releases for version 14, um, not including the, the ones I just talked about. Four versions for version 15, so four patches um, and version 15.0. And then 16.0, so one for version 16.0. So three, four, and one plus the three more. That's quite a, quite a bit of work. Yeah, well, plus, I mean, the major releases, too. Yeah. I mean, that's I mean, where a majority of the work is. Mm-hmm. And that was 15.0 and 16.0 yeah. were released last year. And there's always year. this tension between, like, well, how many releases do you do? And, and I, you know, honestly, there's people in the community that says, you, you do too many dot releases. And there's others who are like, you don't do them enough. Like, we want these faster. <laughs> Can you go back to version 13, too? Well, that's another topic. Right, but, right. But even on the, on the more mainstream versions, which, you know, we, we give you lots of options there, you know, how many do we do? And so we're in this little, little bit of a, the middle of a tug of war between different parts of the community who want it different ways. And we, and we try to moderate that and try to balance it. Like, trust us, in, in our selfish best interest, we would do no because it, it's a lot of time. It's, yeah. it's a lot of time and effort to, to, to go through that. And we also know that there's beta and alpha testers, too, mm-hmm, who are investing mm-hmm. a ton of time. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's, it's really not our what we want. We're just trying to find a happy balance. Right. And we really even like kind of went back and forth on this topic on uh, Mailgun. Like, yeah, we hate to put out another dot release just for this one thing. It makes it pretty safe. But at the same time, it's a lot of testing and like it's a lot of effort on us. But, you know, we just thought like there's just not a way we could get around this. Most people are using Mailgun. Um, and we felt it was the right thing to do. Um, so, but yep. each of these things that comes out as like a, here's what we're doing kind of sounds like it was just, not that hard, but man, if you could be behind the scenes and you know us wrestling the pros and cons of yeah. all of this, it's yeah. uh, people would be probably surprised at some of the engineering conversations we have, um, and the amount of thought that goes into the decisions. Um, it's not just a rubber stamp. Yeah, and all the decisions that never even get made. Like, yes. it's like okay, yeah, we're not doing that, um, and sometimes those come come back and bite us when additional pros and cons um, come up, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I was actually thinking that the other day I was in a meeting, Nick, Daniel and I, we were talking about something that's coming up on a new project 
and we were so down in the weeds on stuff like we had done some like benchmarking and testing on something that i think most people would be like what are you talking about looking to see how how fast it was to do like you know ten thousand of these in a second like what was the payload of the json and that thing like and i was like wow if most people could be in on this conversation they'd probably be like Glazed. rolling their eyes and <laughs> it's like but <laughs> it, it needs to be done it has to be done and that's not to say we don't miss other ones like you, you can't hit them all but um it's not like we just throw stuff against the wall like there's this really deep engineering mindset that we're trying to do to increase performance because if i'm being honest and fair like we didn't do that in the beginning like mm -hmm. some of it was a rush some of it was just our own inexperience at that time i think people take it for granted that like we're not writing the kind of application that you write when you mm -hmm. get it out of a book right this is very extensible it's very difficult runs in 600 churches um it's really hard and you know i think there's a lot of inexperience maybe in the beginning that now we're still kind of polishing up and and improving but the way we do things now is way different than what we used to do um you know there's a lot of even things that we our gut thinks is fast we go back and verify through benchmarking and um lots of powerpoints not the kind of powerpoints you're probably thinking but there's a lot of like pros and cons here's the test results here's this um and that's the kind of stuff i think you want us doing trust me but yeah it's not necessarily easy it is fun if you had if we had more time and mm -hmm. more more resources but <laughs> yeah when you're under the gun and so much pressure and so many things flying your way it's it's hard to have fun when you're doing what you ha have to do you got to get it done quick yeah and i think there's uh, actually some interesting like tensions about how to do certain things with this with this one feature and it's like there's a lot of different ways we could do it and the data isn't really highlighting that one is the winner but trust me in the future one will be the you know mm -hmm. right in hindsight it will be the winner so you also know that that is out there and and also too like <laughs> in all fairness the world the way the world works is we'll be judged by that too and that's, that's not true. to say someone's yeah. like being mean this is like well the world judges by the decision you made and you don't have all the data and forth sight of all the different other things so in a sense like we're really careful too because we don't want it to come back and like be like well, why didn't you do it this way or so we're trying to be and i think there's one thing that i think we're right on the fence and we're not quite sure which way to go left or right um but yeah it is a very challenging position to be in because you will never have enough information to feel 100% comfortable that you can you've pre-guessed everything that's going to happen in the next decade. Yeah, or the oh what about or, uh -huh. the, or the edge cases like mm -hmm. one thing we love about our community but it is a challenge is like all the interesting ways they use the Legos mm -hmm. that we make and it's like oh that Lego was not really meant to, for that but that's a cool you know interesting concept. Um I think Lego as a as a tool toy is a really interesting use case because they're very powerful you can do so many things but they also do have the, this concept at lego of illegal build techniques <laughs> um which is i've kind of gotten a little deeper into the lego community just um through a hobby and um it's funny to hear the community talking about like well lego just released a set with an illegal build technique and also that they'll, they'll they'll sanctify that technique in certain ways and it kind of reminds me of like rock components and lava and this and that like there's so much creativity but there are things that are better to do or not better to do and, and like things that you should use sql for and things you shouldn't use sql for and things you can do with lava and maybe things that you can't um 
So it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. That, that reminds me of check-in and how people use check-in in different ways. Yeah. Some illegal builds out there. I, I may have been responsible for one of them in my previous life. Well, a lot of times I think we learn things through experience, right? And yeah. so I think there are a lot of things in life where the experience comes to teach you things. And what I like about the community is that we're, we're tight and we can share that kind of information and we can help learn from each other rather than all having to learn individually. Yeah. It's also one of those things when you get to the middle or, or, or past the halfway of your career, if you could only go back in time, yeah. you could have saved yourself so many heartaches and headaches and um, things. I, that's one thing I kind of wish in my career. I'd, I never really had a technical mentor. I had a light one early in my career at Honeywell. Um, but I felt like if I had a, a technical mentor that I kind of, I probably could have learned more faster. And, and, and I mean, a technical mentor I had, there were like business mentors or, you know, leader leaders that I really admired, but someone who could really put their technical arm around some of the projects and say, Oh, don't do this, do this. Um, that's one thing I do, I do like about our team is like we have, um, we have a lot of that going on. We have some very young, talented people. And then we have some, you know, uh, folks that sit, you know, near next to them and, mm-hmm. and, who, and who can give them guidance. I'm just like, wow, what a gift, uh, for that person. Mm-hmm. But speaking of check-in, there's a lot going on on that front as we're looking at what we're doing in the next generation of check-in. Can you tell us a little bit about that, John? Yeah, we've really bitten off a big project there. Um, so next-gen is a thing. We want to get everything moved to next-gen because we have to, right? The, the framework that we're on is still supported by Microsoft, but is not going to be. There's a there's a date that has not been announced by them, but it will be announced probably fairly soon and then probably pushed back once or twice because there's a lot of companies that use web forms. Um, but we are trying to get ahead of that and move. Um, but so check-in is the thing that we're going to be tackling. Um, our, we, we've started now, but we're going to be moving um, full bore in 2024. And so we're evaluating everything about check-in. Um, there's definitely some performance improvements to be had in check-in. Um, and so we want to make that happen. That's going to be a fairly large architectural change about how check-in actually works. Many people may not know, but check-in is actually built on top of the workflow engine. Mm -hmm. And it was really what pushed the creation of the workflow engine in the very beginning. Like we always knew we wanted a workflow engine, but what pushed it ahead in priority was the check-in. So unfortunately, that's probably not the fastest way or the most resource conservative way to do the check-in. And the fact is most people aren't playing with that that workflow. Yeah, it was overly flexible yeah. that solution. And the, and most people have not played with that. Thank goodness. Thank God. Because <laughs> <laughs> that could and has in some cases led to some challenges and some issues. Um, so we're trying to make it more API based. So that will do two things. It'll be make it much much faster, much less resource intensive. And I think it will open it up to other innovation. Um, by ourselves and others who can use those APIs to do check-in in in lots of different ways. And so what we want to do is, in some ways, we're tearing down these Legos, but I think what we're going to be doing is providing a more advanced Lego kit. So you could kind of think of it as we're going from like straight Lego to the the techniques or technics um, kit. It's going to be more advanced, and and you're going to be able to do more things, and it's going to be faster and more structural 
Um, but things will change. Now, here's the thing I guess you, you have to hear is like the, from a feature set, we want to have parity between the, what is there today and what we and what we're moving to. There might be a small number of, of features that just aren't being used. Um, but our our goal is not to take away things that people are absolutely needing. So we'll be putting out a survey here pretty soon where we're going to be asking people some questions about check-in, like, do you use this? Um, and some of those things that we're asking, um, we know people are using and we're not taking away. We're just kind of curious. Like sometimes this is a curiosity question. It's like, hmm, do people do this? <laughs> um, and so we want to know a little bit more. We'll probably follow that up later next year with another survey because every, every survey I've ever done has led to more insight and more questions that we wish we would have known and mm -hmm. to ask. So there might be a second one, but the goal is not to take anything away. Um, but the whole, everything behind the scenes will, all the code and all the technology will be changing. We'll also probably take the opportunity, of course, to kind of do a UX polish, you know, um, there's some things we'd like to get rid of, um, from a u user experience, like having to know where to tap five times to get out of an app. Like that's kind of annoying. Um, I think there's other ways we could do that. So, um, and at the same time, separately, we'd like to start innovating around check-in. Now, this is not an official part of the project. So this is not something that, you know, we're committing to, but it's something that we want to do. Like, because, you know, the, I think the, the philosophy there is like, has check-in changed in the last 20 years? Now, I don't <laughs> think it really has. Like, you know, I'm not... It was not necessarily pioneered by one person or one team, but if a couple teams back in those days were kind of doing things a certain way and everybody just kind of has built off of that and slightly improved it over the years. But like we have a lot of new things now like that, that didn't exist back then, like smartphones, and which are basically mainframes in our pockets. <laughs> yeah. So like why don't we use some of that? And um, But we know that some people don't want their cheese moved. In fact, most people probably don't run check-in. And so that's going to be more of like a gradual phase-in and, and an optional phase-in. Like, oh, you could do check-in this way now. Um, but we don't want to be so short-sighted that we just rebuild what we have. Um, that will be done. But we also want to be forward-thinking in terms of what else could we do. So we're going to have some real collaborative discussions on that um, starting early next year uh, with, a, with a small group of churches. Uh, you know, obviously, this is when you collaborate and innovate, you have to... Um, boiled that down to um, a couple churches. And so they're going to come in and kind of help us ideate. And looking forward to that, well, that's going to be a bit of a challenge too, because like, we don't, I, I think sometimes going to like a first principles approach and, and, and tearing something down to first principles is very frustrating um, because there's a lot of assumptions we go in with. And each of the assumptions has to be torn down and validated. Is that a fair assumption? because we, we, we do that ourselves in the tech in the technology like we'll say like oh we can't do that because it's not there's no way we can make that fast mm. enough and then that's like okay we challenge that assumption and in a lot of cases we've been able to make things ex like a hundred thousand times faster and now that that allows us to do certain things i don't know about you but personally like i'm really inspired by the cyber truck that tesla put out i'm not a huge fan of the look but I'm a huge fan of the the engineering that went into the innovation, it. Innovation, yeah, the the wiring, so many things. Yeah, I mean, there's like a hundred things that no car company has ever been able to achieve that they just seem to have been easily, and it wasn't. But it always looks easy from the outside. Yeah, so I think a lot of people are like either fans or not fans of the look. But I, I would say, forget the looks. Like, 
look underneath the 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 uh, the stainless steel outside and and learn about what what they achieved and and like how to, and then use that to motivate ourselves like well how do we bring that same level of innovation into what we do whether it be technical or non-technical mm-hmm. you might say well i'm not a developer well cool but like a lot of what we're talking about with check-in is not is not code it's it's the techniques and you have to go okay well we can't just do that like you have to you you have to apply the same methodology which is this first principles approach um and it's what makes it so hard is like our whole lives we've been taught take whatever you see figure out a way to make it slightly better mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and first principles is like take everything you know and flush it <laughs> and start from scratch and it it's it's a really hard thing because you're fighting against everything in your brain which is just saying take however many years you've been on the planet take all that experience and just do that and you it's a, it's like learn, relearning to walk yeah Lynn yoda said it best you must unlearn what you have learned yeah and we don't realize what we've learned we don't realize that we're in some ways our subconscious is just a a, a machine on on a program that was written yeah. you know many many decades ago by our own experiences in life um the knowledge that we've put in so so we're trying to take that approach for check-in um it's difficult because check-in does have a lot of stakeholders and it has a lot of needs like security obviously kids security is you can't argue that but perhaps there's some assumptions of what is secure and not secure but all that to say that's a big project and we got a lot of stuff going on we got a lot of small changes we have um this might be a long podcast now, but <laughs> we had a church come in the other a couple of weeks ago uh, to talk about um, some digital s- stuff that they were wanting to work on, and it was probably one of the most interesting and like fascinating, um, you know, requirements meeting I've been in in a while because they had so many good ideas, and they and the and I think it was made much better because the senior pastor was there, and he was an amazing senior pastor, like from a senior pastor, what you want your senior pastor to do, like teaching, preaching, amazing. But he's also very strategic, very innovative. And you know what? He knew rock really well. Wow. That's incredible. I know. I was like, I, at one point I'm like, what don't you know? Like as he has a daily podcast, which you should listen to. Um, um, I'll have to put that out on Twitter. I get, all of a sudden, my brain just freaked. We can add it to our show notes here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll put we'll put a link into it. It's amazing. I would listen to it every day now, although I can't tell you the name of it, funny enough. But, um, and I was asking about that. He's like, I'm like, wow, that's it's amazing. You put that out every day. He's like, yeah, it just takes me a few minutes. I, I record them all in a week, and then I edit them myself and put them up. I'm like, wait, wow. you, you edited them yourself? He's like, oh, yeah, it doesn't take much. And it, he's at a pretty big church. Um but he had so many good ideas about digital innovation. And, and, and so we've been putting some of those ideas, like we can do it one way, you know, out of the, out of the box, but we want to build it into the core. You know, we don't want to have to rely on the attributes and stuff like that. But some of those ideas that he was having was like, you know, your, your brain's hurting. And at the same time, you can't wait to run back to your desk so you can get the requirements written up to get to the dev team. Um, so we, I love those kind of conversations. Um, and, you know, even a lot of that is, it's just a good example of what makes the community, you know, amazing is that. They give their ideas. 
Well, they give their ideas, they have the ideas, and then, but yet at the same time, Spark can then go take those ideas and give them to everybody. And it, and that's not even a part of his project, right? He's not, he's not paying for that. I mean, perhaps we could ask, and he probably would have said yes, but that's not, those ideas were like, okay, well, we're going to solve your need yep. this way, but we're going to go put this in the core. And then eventually we'll like have to rewire that to use the core feature, which won't be hard, but um, it's that, that, peppering of ideas and i don't think you get that unless the team that's you know responsible for the core is actually in trenches that's so true right i know the, the companies i've worked with in the past you know we even they even took one of the products that we made and they took it and they never were in another trench and that's why we were like eventually just threw our hands up mm -hmm. and like okay well that was that's not going to work and we learned from that um because there's no way these ideas come any other way no and it also, so that's on the one side, right? Like core team has to be involved, but it also means that the churches have to be wanting to solve a problem in a way that benefits a lot of, of other people. Yeah. And there's a lot of churches, especially like a lot of the features that we talk about, we talk about who, who either funded yes. or, or who even gave us the idea because sometimes yep. they can't fund it, but it's that's like, right. I mean, rock wouldn't would be a good product if it wasn't for that, but it wouldn't be what it is today. That's right. And in, in a lot of it's just like a small little micro change. You know, it's like, oh, that's yes. a really good idea. Um, they I, appear small, but they're exponential. Yeah, you know, another good example, like tangible example that came out of that meeting, super small, but so important, is that we recently came up with this feature in Rock where you, you know, if we know your age, we'll put you into an age bracket so that you so now you can like hinge off of your report so you can say oh you're are you 25 to 35 are you 35 or 36 to you know 45 so that was really really good and it's going to be really helpful and it's, it's just it's a new feature but he was like you know but you treated the kids the, the kids range is like, i think i think it was like zero to 17 or something okay. so like kids he's like oh you know we should, it'd be nice if we could just split that into two and i was like in hindsight, you're kind of like, well, well, duh. But there's good reasons why we didn't do that um, or didn't consider that, you know, um, but bringing that ministry in. And I'm like, but then be able to sit at the table with him and, and say, okay, well, in your experience, what would you prefer that cut to be? Right. Now, we could go back, and I had ideas, of course. It was like, we're not dumb. But it was so cool to be able to look him in the eye and say, what would you like to see in that? Mm-hmm. And he goes like, well, actually, we do this kind of internally. This is what we use. And I was like, perfect. Mm -hmm. And then he gave the he gave the why behind that. And I was like, that's exactly right. Um, so we've actually already made that change, yeah. I believe. And then I got the requirements. And we made it happen. <laughs> yeah. So it's not been released yet. Um, yeah. It's coming. But there's a thousand things like yes. that. Like literally a thousand things like that that you might take for granted, but you're basically, basically we're standing on the shoulders of those who have done that. Um, and again, that was in a meeting about a project that, and we can live without it. You know, he can live without mm -hmm. that, that feature, that project didn't need it. But that peppering, um, I think is this really great. Um, so, because I think in that case too, it's like, well, that's a, that's a use case where it's, it makes sense for that to be an opinionation, right? Mm -hmm. Cause we could make it a setting, right? Everybody gets to pick their own brackets. Well, that's cool, but two two problems. One is performance. One is the standardization of knowing, like, and sharing across mm -hmm. churches. Like, well, I don't want to rabbit trail on that one yet. Um, but the other thing is, uh, we have to also look forward to the future of getting thousands of churches on rock. Mm -hmm. Do you imagine every small church being like, 
like it's it's a configuration overload. Right. It's now actually, I have to pick that too. Right. Or there's a setting for that over there too. Like we, we'd have to hide it. Right. Um, but now the rabbit trail, because I think it proves this point. When, when I had a little, little bit of a proud moment to myself as he was talking, because he was talking, he kept talking about ERA, estimated regular tender. And like he was using it because they, they've embedded that into their strategy. Like, well, that doesn't make an ERA. Like this is actually different than ERA. And he was talking about ERA. And I was like, that was a concept that we came up with. Very early on. Yeah, it was actually even before Rock. Yeah. We had a, at the church at CCV that we had come up with in a previous thing. Um, but to hear him, you know, talking about it and hearing how it's embedded in his ministry, that it kind of, that ERA is definitely an opinionation, right? Like we said, this is the recipe. And for the most part, you can't change it. A couple of people have gone and changed it in their store procedure and then it gets overwritten and that's a bad practice. But it was just cool to hear that because like it's, it's evident evidence and proof that sometimes those opinionations are actually a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, that's a very long winded thing about what we're working on. Um, but there's a million other things just like that. In fact, I'm so far behind. I'm, I'm probably, I'm always behind, I feel like, but I feel like I'm four X behind. And the frustrating part of that is, is because there's all these good ideas mm-hmm. that we need to get out and get the requirements ready for development. The development team's pretty busy too. So, um, <laughs> Nobody's twiddling their thumbs over here. But no, we got a nice backlog. It, it's, great to hear not only what's being worked on, but why and how and and how that all comes together, because it's easier to picture how the entire community is a part of what what makes Rock tick. Yeah, I think especially around digital strategy, there's a lot mm-hmm. of innovation going on that probably is not being seen or and there's no mm-hmm. space to talk about really. Um, so but there are fringes of the community like really working on that. Tim Lemons is, is, is leading a really cool sub, you know, sub team or some yeah sub team on digital strategy that's open to anybody but is a you can see it in rocket chat um and we post those videos of of the meetings that he hosts so and a lot of good stuff comes out of that well you know what there is space to talk about right now giving tis the season tis the season and yes we do need to make sure all the donation money's come in and if you've got a little extra in your budget line item you know where to send it to have a maximum impact uh, and we won't turn it away. So we do appreciate your generosity on that front, but that's not even what we're talking about today. Correct. We are talking about giving as a part of the community and the ways that you can be involved in the impact that that makes here and what sets the rock community apart. Yeah. I mean, definitely just giving of money, but we're talking mm-hmm. more about the, all the other things that you can give as a community member and it kind of reminds me too, is like when you come out of your family and maybe your family was generous or if you, you know, you came out of a family that did, was very generous to the church or to others, but someday you have to like realize that giving is not about an organization, like your organization giving might be your parents, but what are you giving as, as a member? Um, and it can be your time. That's true. Your talents, your brain, your creativity and your thoughts, ideas. Yeah. And so we had that big challenge thing at RX and it's kind of funny that someone had asked, you know, or, or just shown where they put their coin and it kind of turned into a thing, which was so cool. Like I yep. love seeing your guys' environments and, and your challenge coins. It's like, well, maybe it's a time to refresh your mind around that challenge and say mm-hmm. like, okay, giving what, how have I given? Yes. And, and, and your organizational gift is not what we're talking about. We're talking about you as a person. 
how much time like be tangible like is it a good amount of time for, for many of you it's a lot mm-hmm. but for some i think maybe it the challenge probably hasn't been fully engaged your talents you know what, what else could you do to help the community to help those who maybe have a question in the community help triage maybe someone else's issue like oh someone just posted an issue like let, maybe mm-hmm. i could help the team confirm it or if i have a if i'm a coder i can point out maybe the line of code that perhaps i think it might be yeah it, and people have done that and that is very helpful yeah um even if you're off by a, a line or two it's super helpful because mm-hmm. you, you gave us into the right direction you're, you're saving tons of time yeah you just saved me 15 minutes you saved colleen 15 20 half an hour sometimes more than that yeah. i think you yeah. know yeah no it's um, a huge it all adds up thanks so that's a or, gift or maybe you're not technical and you know you can help someone with a process question and mm-hmm. or, or like how, how do you guys there's a lot of questions in in rocket chat how do you guys do this or who do you use for that you know don't undersell that right and the best solutions have to start with a great process or a great plan so that's definitely something that you can contribute even if you aren't the one physically bringing that process to life yeah you know it's interesting because recently the sccv has been doing a a series preparing for Christmas and uh, Ashley who's doing an amazing um, job talked about if the shortest sentence requires two words <laughs> and so if you were going to complete the sentence God blank what would it what would the blank be and I think he accurately like nailed it and said God gives and you know obviously salvation was the biggest most un undeserving undeserving <laughs> gift you could ever think yeah. but even even if you slightly put that aside which sounds horrible but like he gives every day like <laughs> right. uh, like just generously like right and he his thing was like well if if, if that's the god we serve like shouldn't we should try to emulate that and so how do we give to those around us in the community um, perhaps another thing you could give is your gratitude mm-hmm. um and 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 you know how cheap your words are they don't really cost that much they don't take that much time. But maybe the challenge I'd put out is like, why don't you pick someone in the community and send them um, you know, your words? And it could be someone you don't even know. Like maybe you just saw someone ask a hard question or you saw someone new who is nervous about asking that question mm-hmm. or maybe it's someone who's answered a lot of your questions, but you don't know them very well. By giving them your words, you're gonna start to know them a lot better. You're gonna, you're gonna actually connect at the conference. And I know it seems it seems awkward for some reason um, in our culture to do that to to express you know words of gratitude or words of like um, you know you impress me, mm-hmm. but that's really the, the the devil, right? Like that's that's evil trying to say they don't they, they your words don't matter to them, but I'm sure like I hope some of you have gotten cards that you still have to this day. I have one from when I was at Honeywell. I'll never give that up. It was like, wow, thank you. Um, it could be from someone high up in the organization or it could be someone from very low in the organization. I would even say, you know, like you might say, well, they're my manager or my supervisor, like doesn't matter. Like, and I'm sure it means a lot. They won't get rid of that card. So your words are, are very inexpensive to you, mm-hmm. but they're a treasure to somebody else. And I would just say pick up maybe one, two people and maybe pick some people you don't know. Um, and send them that 
not only are your words not expensive, but in my experience, if you share words of encouragement with someone, you are um, encouraged. It's that refreshing of others to refresh yourself. And it reframes your mind. It refreshes your soul. It's a, just a great practice to be in. And I think the root of that is probably giving your empathy because that means setting aside, you know, John, you mentioned it might feel awkward and it totally can. But if you can set that aside and say, but what would I feel like if I were in that person's shoes, the new nervous person or the person who asked the question and is just so sure they're now looking dumb to an entire community? How would I feel if I were sitting in their position and how can I give them some inexpensive words that will make them feel so much better? Yeah. And those words don't have to be long. You don't have to be Mark no. Twain. You don't have to be John Steinbeck. <laughs> just like say, hey, man. I really appreciate you. You've really poured in a lot into the community. You've answered a lot of my questions. I just want to say thanks, and mm -hmm. I really admire you. Mm -hmm. That's all you have to do. We have no idea how people show up every day, right? Most right. people I know have something going on and are probably trying not to bring it with them, and, and that's hard because we're a whole person with different slices that show up in different places, and um, you have no idea how much impact you can have with words. Right, and then maybe you know the challenges do it you know, today. Yes, but then turn it into a habit. Like try to find someone once a week that you can do that to. Maybe it's, you know, and you can turn it into a bit of a game. Like, you know, I'm going to find the fifth person in chat and, uh, you know, I'm going to count up five and encourage that person and give yourself the, the right to not because it might be a weird thing to comment on, but <laughs> go five up until you find one, you know. It's got to be genuine. It's, it can't take that that much. No, but um, I like that because what you're doing is you're stretching your brain in a creative way to say, I'll go make that happen. You're putting a little effort in and that makes it easier over time. Yeah. And I'd probably even take the challenge a little bit further and say, if, like, if you re feel resistant to that, do you really believe in the community? Do you like to take from the community or receive from the community or do you want to give to the community? And kind of like you said, I'm like, giving gifts, even, even physical gifts, mm -hmm. I love it. It's mm -hmm. like my favorite thing. I don't actually like to get gifts. But to give them is so much more fun, like because you're thinking about the person, you're trying to find out the right thing, and um, and even if they never even respond, like you just know you did something good and it makes you yeah, feel good. It does. It is so contagious. I ran across this quote this week from Marcus Aurelius. You like that, John? I like Marcus Aurelius. Yes, and I think that ties into exactly to what you were saying. Um, he said, "Some people, when they do someone a favor, are always looking for a chance to call it in." And some people aren't, but they're still aware of it and regard it as a debt. But others don't even do that. They're like a vine that produces grapes without looking for anything else in return. And after helping others, they just go on to something else. And we should be like that. And I think that ties in exactly to what you're saying. That motivation that's like looking at other people instead of looking through your personal lens, seeing where they are and providing something that encourages them at no cost to you really with a benefit to you in the net end. And um, and then not checking it off necessarily and saying, good, I'm done, but saying like, okay, great. Now who, who else can I encourage? How else can I help? Hey, I heard about from Nick, all of those dot releases that have to come out and things we have to control for like, you know, mail gun making changes that they're making. And we have to deal with that. You know, is there a, a testing team that I can help be a part of? Uh, how in the community can I use my time and talents to get involved? And I know there's a lot of encouragement that goes in, Nick, with as that example, just sure. knowing that, that that team has, you know, the core team's back. Yeah, and they're so appreciated. Yeah. 
But maybe you can't be that because you don't right? feel like you have the technical right? skills. Right. But if you encourage someone on that team, yes. do you think they're going to do it more or less? Because sometimes yep. people have to be like, I can't right now. I'm burned out or, or something. If you encourage them, they're going to do it mm-hmm. better. So even if you can't, you can still be a part of that team in another way. That's right. But I, I love what Marcus really said there. But I love there's a piece of Marcus Aurelius I, I really like is that his lack of faith because he wasn't a Christian. Right. But his words are so Christian. Yes. <laughs> but his lack of faith, but having that proves that that there is truth in this world. Mm-hmm. What he said is truth. Mm-hmm. It is and true. And he may not have found it through um, a direct relationship with God, but because those truths are in play, he was able to discover them. And it proves that the, that the Bible is true, that God's word is true, and that there's principles, godly principles that are in play in it. And so, because when I read him the first time, like this guy has to be a Christian. There's mm-hmm. absolutely no way he could not be a Christian. And he wasn't. I actually <laughs> persecuted the Christians. Um, but it, it actually kind of made me smile in another way because it proves that there's truth in this world. And it's discoverable. It is. Even if you don't have someone preaching it in your face. That's right. Like God's truth is what powers this world. Yes. And those who give without thinking of themselves, without putting it through their own filter, they give to be a, a, a positive impact on others, they're the ones that advance the world. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones that advance our community. And I think we can see that in action. I think we all know somebody in the community that we're like, wow, that person really puts so much momentum and energy into this community system that I can see how it powers what we're doing. And they become our heroes. Mm-hmm, they do. And sometimes it's easy to be a hero if you just give your words, mm-hmm. give your encouragement. Yep. I think that's a great um, message for the season, especially as a lot of times we're just so consumed with many details this time of year. Don't uh, forget that very small things, if remembered, can make a big impact on others and on the rock community. Before we wrap up, just a few announcements. Don't forget your budget may be turning over here at the end of this month. If you have dollars available, this is a great time to get your RX ticket purchased for next year or your hotel rooms. Don't worry if you're not 100% sure what a name or person is getting attached to the ticket. We can sort that all out um, later. So go ahead and get those purchased if you have any available additional funds. Um, And also, if you have any additional funds that you can provide as a donation, um, we we do work on a very efficient uh, running margins over here, and we've got a lot going on. So we would appreciate um, your generosity on that front. And finally, um, we do have our donation changing, our levels changing for 2024. If you haven't reached out yet and your conversations are internal, that's great. Just let us know where you're at. An updated commitment, um, application for a grant, or just a discussion about when during the year your budget changes and what that looks like will really help us with our planning for next year as well. Thank you so much for joining us and being a part of this incredible community. We appreciate you and Merry Christmas. This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by Rock sponsor IT OneSource. Any IT products and services solutions can be acquired through IT OneSource. Connect with them today at rockrms.com slash sponsors.